What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are talking round two trades, captains, and answering your questions. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And joined, as always, on a Friday afternoon, scoffing down some beers. Yeah. How are you, mate? I'm good. Actually, I've forgotten to take the, the lid off my beer. I should probably <laughs> That's sort right. that out. We've got I, um, Luke here joining us. How, yeah. How's it going? I'm going good, mate. I, I can't actually wipe the smile off my face. And I, I think if, if people could see what this room looks like <laughs> at the moment, they'd probably realise why. We, we're experimenting with some new stuff. we got... We got big fuck off lights in front everything. of us. Mate, we, we got are, what? We are Gaz- lit. gazebos. Yeah, we, no, no. What did I say? Gizmos. Gizmos. Oh, you said yeah. gazebos. Did I, I say that? I, I thought meant you meant gazebos. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've got tech mate, everywhere coming out of that. Dead set. Just off to my left here. There's a big monitor, and I've actually taken some responsibility now. So oh yeah, you've I'm, got the. You're driving the, the mate, monitor. I, yeah, and you the can't see it in shot. I don't think, but I have got the mouse here. So if if anything goes wrong, you can blame it on me. This this pod. But hopefully, hopefully the videos look good. We got the one and only Kobe Bryant looking out after us in the background here. Got to get some blackout blinds so we don't get that glare. But yeah, Kobe's there. Kobe's with us today. So hopefully some more good things coming. Let mm. us know uh, over on YouTube what do you think of the new digs and yeah, sorry, uh, the that new was, setup. There was nothing so. for the podcast people there, was it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the audio people are going, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> but uh, let's get on to the actual show now. Mm. We've got a few things to roll through. Uh, well, first and foremost, well, we're going to be talking about trade targets. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about captains, but we also, also had a game last night. So we had the game Carlton versus Geelong. Uh, mm. Another loss for Geelong, second in a row, 0-2. Yeah, I... I doesn't concern me, buddy, if I'm a Geelong fan. Nah, nah I, know I think it, yeah. It's hard to watch your team lose, but I think it's... It's yeah, not it's like they versed too. the Hawks and then Essendon yeah, or something yeah, like that. that would like be a problem. They, they versed two quality sides so far and, and uh, you know, haven't got the bickies yet, but... Um, it was it was all positivity from me on the couch last night cheering on Ollie Hollands, and it was yeah. all negativity from you. you well, were, I was... I'm, I'm rooting against a player that yeah. is very popularly owned. Poor, which... poor Sam Doherty was just getting <laughs> trashed talked by Mitch last night. I was uh, I missed the first half. I'd worked late, but came home to see the second half. And he must have known I was watching because that second <laughs> half, I think he had 52 at halftime, finished with 79. You were giving it to him. And uh, I was pretty chuffed with that. And uh, I think I did send a tweet out earlier that day mm. um, calling into question, and I want to clarify what this tweet meant because okay. I think a few people sort of miss miss understood what I was trying to say, but basically asking the question, like, are we, it seems to me, based on what I've heard in some podcasts and people online on Twitter and things like that, and just the general sense of it, that uh, Doherty seems to be the walk-up VC for everyone, both of these first couple of rounds, um, just because he plays on the Thursday night. He's and a good, I'm just he's wondering, a good player as he's well. He's a good player. He, not, there's no dramas about that, but I just, I feel like there's a lack of conversation around our vice-captain because of, like, the Thursday night... Uh, you think you know, people, people are stuck in the ways of the old lockout rules. Yeah, people are just and, too um, automatic with it. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, who have I got Thursday night? Oh, Sam Doherty, he's the best player. Which, And again, he's a gun. He averaged 110 mm. last year. He's definitely a decent option. But I think that 
there needs to be a bit more conversation about walking through the other options that are available yeah. because I know you text me the the, the day of mm. and I'm um, asking, okay, well, what what's the better go, this VC or this VC? And yep. um, for my money, and to spoil our, our captain's talks later, but <laughs> Josh Dunkley, I'm really keen on an a vice captain this week. And he still plays on the Friday night, like it's still early in the round. Yeah, he does. Um, he does. And I had him over a Sam Doherty. And look, it could have blown up in my face, um, but the, the tweet aged pretty well. And it did uh, actually, yeah. 79 got, for him. You got on, to sit up there on your high yeah. horse, just pretty trotting around, didn't <laughs> yeah. you? I felt pretty good. The view was, was good up there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the view was good. Turn but yeah, up. 79 was not what those who did, which was over 20% of the comp, that VC'd Sam yeah. Doherty overnight. So oh. they're going to be having to look for a backup plan there. We'll be talking um, captains a little bit more later. we got a, a new name for the segment too. So yes, we're, we're yes, excited to reveal yes. that as well. We'll, uh, we'll give that one a go. What do we got first spin? up on the run sheet here? So we've got, uh, we're, we're talking trade targets. Mm. So obviously first week of trades, yep. two trades, use them or lose them. Yep. Um, Trust and me, I need to use them. Yes, you do need <laughs> to use them. Um, so we've got a varying uh, amount of coaches in different positions. So some people like yourself have copped every bullet under the sun they've yep. got four trades coming out of their ears some people like me are sitting pretty and uh you know on our high horse and not sure what we need to do because our team's looking good as it is um so we're going to try and i guess get people through whatever situation they're in but Absolutely. we'll kick it off first by the absolute must have players and, yep. I, and I think you'll agree with me with oh. these four players you absolutely need to have harry cheesel ruben jinby Cam McKenzie and Will Ashcroft as the critical on-field cash cows that will score well, generate lots of cash, and uh, just be staples in your side in terms of making cash. Most people have these yeah, guys I was gonna say, already. For most people, I'd be pretty shook if you didn't have these guys. But, but if you just don't... in case there's anyone out there listening yeah, that true. doesn't have any of those four, whatever it takes, you have to get, get those players in yep. your side. They are the true definition of must-have players. But... Definitely. We'll go through a few um, names in a sec, but I just wanted to walk through in terms of like situations of what people need to be prioritizing in their team on a more general scale. And uh, so, for example, number one priority, I think, for all the coaches that have injuries in their team, you have to trade out those injured premiums. Asterix is, and I'll talk to you about this in a second, you've got a player like Ollie Holland sitting on your bench with a 77, and you've got multiple injuries in your team. Yeah. So the the must-trade... That might be a situation where you might hold on to a player. Yeah, those injured premiums that we're, we're referring to, obviously, um, Jerry, for those few owners that did go with him, um, and then we're Tom talking Stewart. Tom Stewart, and then obviously the other name that, that pops out there is Kelly. Yep. Um, the, what Mitch alluded to there like was... Whitfield might be there. Whitfield, teams, apologies yeah. as well. So um, what Mitch alluded to there was was the potential there for Ollie Hollands. If he's on your midfield bench, he scored well last night. I think it was 77. 77. Yep. And uh, the potential to perhaps take that score... Uh, and then cop the the zero from Kelly, yep. um, forecasting that Kelly will be back next week. Now, yeah. I tweeted last night as well saying, like, go you good thing, Ollie Holds, I want to keep Josh Kelly. And then after the game, <laughs> yeah. the dust settled, and, and I had a look, and I almost then questioned, well, what am I going to do with that other trade? That's right, if I, yeah. I think that's I, the thing that we need to discuss here as well. So yeah. if, for example, your other trade is you want to... Because say you don't... like you, You're in this position as well. You don't have Cade Chandler, no. okay, who is probably the number one rookie that you missed with a huge negative break even. Yep. Um, but you've also still got Tristan Sherry there. So we looked at your trades last night and, for example... If you were to go Tristan Jerry, like, I don't know, do you have the cash to go straight to a Sean Darcy? Or do you need a bit of cash to get that trade to still happen? And I have. 
I have the cash to go to Sean Darcy, but I did a bit of fancy footwork um, mid-round with bringing in Hayden Young yes. for Jordan Dawson last yes. week. So there might be people in that boat who, who got fancy mid-round and, and generate a little bit of cash knowing that they were going to have to mm-hmm. turn Jerry mm-hmm. into a, into someone. So well done if you did that. But if you didn't, the likely option is having to do a, a significant downgrade to upgrade yep. to one of those primo Ruckman, yeah. in my opinion. So I think in your situation, like you, it was still very difficult for you to get Kay Chandler and fix up Tristan Sherry to a player that you felt comfortable with. That you would you would have to downgrade a mid pricer to K Chandler, correct? And a mid pricer that did all right, like a Finn Callahan, mm. um, which you probably not really keen on doing because Finn's still going to be on your field. You'd it's then have an extra cash. rookie on your ground, exactly. Um, so in your situation, I'm not sure that even though you're happy with the 77, you still might be thinking of trading a Josh Kelly potentially and using that to generate a bit of cash, get down to a Tom Green or something like that. And then maybe get to an English. Well, this is the ideal thing for me, you know, in my mind was Kelly down to green, which then maybe was going to give me enough cash to go Jerry up to English. But I yeah. think I fell like 30 or 40k ah, short. So, okay. so if I do trade Kelly, I think the likely option is, even though I don't feel great about the Tom Green trade, the fact of the matter is his break even's now nice and low. Yeah. Um, he's had a big score to start. So his cash generation will be kickstarted. And yeah. to be honest, I, the likely scenario for me is probably locking in in that. Kelly down to green and then just going as high as I can get so it's probably wits yeah um, jump on board man there's plenty of room for the wits bandwagon <laughs> but the, the thing is like then I look like a chaser and it's just because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have the money to go to English but yeah. I don't you know I don't for a second think wits is going to pop out what did he do 130 something 137 yeah so, I'm not expecting that every week but if that's the best ruckman I can get to, I don't think I'm going to play around with any of those cheaper ruckmen. Yeah, agreed, again. agreed. I think for those people out there, say that they didn't have a cherry issue that they needed to deal yep. with, and maybe Josh Kelly was the only injury, and you can use that trade to maybe do a little uh, mid-price, a fix-up, and still get the K Chandler sort of type, and you, yep. you're happy to take that 77, I would tick that off. Yep. It's only when you can't do both of those things, or you've got a Tristan Jerry, you need that cash. Kelly was a good way to get that cash, because mm. it's, it's a Force trade. He's got money on his head, yes. and you can then downgrade him to a good, still like like Tom Green, still a good sort of undervalued premium player, or a good uh, maybe you missed like a um, someone like a Setterfield or, yep. or even a Warple or that sort of type, and and that's a lot of cash that you can uh, then use to fix up a bad situation. Yeah, in if you line. went down that far, you you definitely have enough cash to then go Jerry up. Yeah, but um, talk to us about because another fellow that that people might be looking into uh, generating some cash from is is Dom Sheed. So yeah. Um, he's obviously a guy that I don't actually think he went too poorly on the weekend. I think he has the opportunity there to to score even better than what he did. He, he got a little bit unlucky in my opinion. Um, but talk to us about what you think is the potential there with Sheed. So Sheed is someone that I still really like. And if you're in a position where you have to hold Sheed, by no means is that an awful position, I don't think. I think he's going to be better than what he showed last time. I still have him going probably 90 plus yep. um, would be my projection for him uh, moving forward. I just, um, there is a world, and I'm in this situation at the moment where if you need to make that cash to get a, like one of those, you know, Noah Longs or a, you know, a Fergus Green or one of those sort of cows that didn't make much money up to a K channel, there's sort of like 50 to 60K there that you've got yeah. to make. Yeah. Um, if, like, the best way for you to do that is a sheet down to, say, a Warpool or a Callahan, 
I think that there's that that's an okay move to make, and you can then sort of just say, and I'm I'm thinking of doing that as well. Uh, talk to a few coaches out there that I trust <laughs> and, and their opinions, and look, he's, he's exclusively talked to hat winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah he people. Doesn't, he doesn't talk to me, guys. Trust me, he doesn't ask my. Opinion. Well, I flirted around the idea of trading a Jared Witts down to a Sean Darcy, which was I, I. I told you it was disgusting. Then he messages Minimonk, and Minimonk <laughs> says it's disgusting, and then he believes it. Yeah, so well, I believe that, man. Maybe I should throw on your hat, and you I'll become yeah, more believable. Maybe, for maybe. You. <laughs> that's a good idea but look I still think that like Sean Darcy could there's a world where Sean Darcy outscores Jared Witts but I think the more I think about it I've got to sort of stop being stubborn with a James Warple yeah. we know at least as well within his price and his break even that score is built in there yeah. so even if he comes out and puts up a subpar score he's still going to make money now you can sort of lean on the fact that you're playing the break even game and, yeah. and if you don't have any bullets later on and you know she goes crazy and you've got yeah. Warpool they're actually going to be closer in price than they are now so you might even be able to do another sideways move back over maybe it's maybe wishful thinking but it's probably the best way for me to make cash and I haven't changed my structure at all for my team I was thinking before, do you think that um, like doing this podcast has made you in some ways a little bit more stubborn because everybody knows what your yeah, opinion yeah. on Yeah, my, my are, opinion's you know I mean? on record and it's like I just yeah. want to dig my heels in a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but it's good. Uh, maybe it's a good point to make for all fantasy coaches out there, even if you did have a strong opinion on players pre-season, be open to the potential that you can be wrong there. I, I mean, we've never professed so, that everything so we say two, is right. Two very popular players <laughs> that we both didn't go with were Warple Green. and Tom Green. Yeah. And it looks like... We're both going to be one way or the other going, going on there. those players. It is one round. Um, it's one round, but and they were both like players that we considered and had conversations about in the preseason. But yeah. I think it is sometimes important to try and look at things with a fresh set of eyes and sort of see what the data you have. Don't and, be so stubborn, hey. But I still think that I'm for those players that we are trading in. I'm still holding my expectations in check. Mm. Um, mm. I'm not expecting both of these guys um, to go gangbusters. Yeah, but. Even with that, they're still probably pretty good options to trade in. So Part of the reason, even though we were resistant to Tom Green pre-season, uh, part of the reason that I feel a little bit better about being forced potentially to trade Kelly down to Green is the fact that Kelly and... Uh, and I know Whitfield's playing halfback, but Kelly's out this week at least. Mm. Um, Green's got a low break even, and he's basically just going to have his he's run of the midfield, isn't he? Yeah. So. Some people are talking about putting the C on him, which I don't know if I can get around. But um, yeah, he should be decent this week. I yeah. think they're playing... <laughs> West Coast or something like that. So they've got a, yeah. a decent matchup. So, uh, yeah. So I think in the case of number one priority, trading out your injured premiums and injured mid prices, that is number one. Number two for me is making sure that you are getting the good rookies that you missed. Okay. Yep. So those that's excluding the four rookies that we sort of named um, the must-haves. So that the must-haves, that's like priority zero. Like mm. that's, that's like before anything. Priority zero. Um, but so in order to rank these guys, and I think there's probably only like three or four guys that I think are in this camp. The number one guy and the most traded in player, I think, across the comp is Kate Chandler. Yep. So I think he is a priority for a lot of teams. He's a priority for my team. Um, number two, I think Luke Pedler has good job security. Mm. Popped a 70 on the weekend. Looked yep. pretty decent in patches as well. Alwyn Davey is number three for me. And then I've got Bodie Uhland uh, from the Suns who did hold his spot. Um, his job security is just a little bit more questionable than the others in my opinion, but had a decent role off halfback. Yep. Played, played that out the game pretty well. So I think in terms of priority of getting those rookies in, those are the guys that I think I'd be prioritizing. So talk to a coach like me, Mitch, in terms of the fact that I probably won't be able to trade any of these mm. guys in this week. So, so there'll be coaches out there that are in the same boat as me. Have I missed the boat when it comes next week, or can that be beneficial because I've seen another week's worth of data? It's tough to say. Um, 
Look, they're definitely they're going to go up in like cash a lot. Mm. You know, um, you know, Kate like Chandler, thirty or forty. Yeah, Kate Chandler, for example, is likely going to put another sixty k on his price tag, and by then, oh, when he's right. over six hundred, over three hundred k, sorry, it might be a bit late yeah. at that point, depending yep. on what other options options we have. Even though, like that, might be the case though. It's not the end of the world. I think I think Selby said before that he. You know, missed a rookie his winning years, and that rookie went on to make 300k through the season, and yep. everyone else had him. It's not, it's not the be all and end all. It's um, it's those rookies that you are very confident that you can put on field that you absolutely don't want to miss. Whereas yep. K Chandler, I think, is a guy that, as good as he scored last week, like how confident are we to whack him on our field yeah. and expect? you know, 70 points a night, 65 points a night from him. Like, I'm still toying up, do I start him or do I not this week? Well, let's um, say, yeah, that's that's an interesting debate. So, who do you have as your um, F6 at the minute? Is it Philippou? Well, I'm actually still going to be... I'm, at this stage, my thinking is I'm still going to be rolling with Philippou, but I'm, I don't know, okay. I'm probably going to leave that decision very late. Well, um, that will be an interesting debate for coaches because I think there'll be a few coaches. Obviously, Sheasel is, is the one that you definitely have on yeah. field. And if you run five premiums deep, then Sheasel's the no-brainer. Oh, that's, that's, but, the, that's the easy but, structure. Yeah, yeah, if you don't know, yeah, interesting to yeah, go. Yeah, well, just because I did, did a bit of research and based on the Keeper League uh, website, shout out to those boys, um, yeah. the scores, I think this is based on last year's stats, the, the, the players who play as a general forward score the best against the Bulldogs. And who did K Chandler play against last week? Doggies. The Bulldogs. Yeah. Who does Mateus Philippou play this week? The Bulldogs. Interesting. So could Philippou kind of, I don't expect him to do 100, but could yeah. he, you know, do what he, what K Chandler or similar to what K Chandler did last week against the Dogs? Yeah. And Chandler versus the Brisbane Lions, that's actually one of the hardest matchups for key forwards. Uh, sorry, not for, for general forwards. Yeah. Um, based on last year's stats. So. Interestingly, as a little well, bit of that something that that goes underrated, but I think we saw last week as well is when teams come up to Queensland to play early. Cause I'm, I believe the Lions play here the tonight, don't yeah, they? So, yeah. so when they come to play in Queensland early in the season, it can just be a little bit different to those conditions yeah. down south. It's yeah, uh, like those dewy conditions. It's pretty sweaty up yeah, here. Yeah, it's very sweaty up here at the moment. <laughs> so you know that could be interesting in terms of um, how the games played. So, yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting. Look, I, I look. I might just put K there because we saw him play really well. He did look really good. Yeah, uh, but so did Philip. Who I, I did like what I see. His junior numbers still have me encouraged. Um, I'm I'm still undecided at that point right <laughs> Flip now. Flip a coin, but, Mitch has got nothing for us. But for that reason, that's why he's not in that, those must-haves with those other guys. Yes. Like those other guys, they're on your field. You don't think about it. Like yeah. they're not a question as to whether on yep. your bench or not. Whereas Correct. I think Cade still is. So if you miss him, it's not the end of the world. Like Thank it you, sucks man. because you've, you've missed a bit of cash. But in saying that, you go to someone like a Tom Green. You go to someone like a Warple if you miss them. That cash. You're making that cash there anyway. Um, mm. So there's other avenues to make that cash work for you if yep. that is your situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, next priority is trading out failed mid prices that you have and getting in successful mid prices. It was the week of the mid pricer. Wasn't it was. Setterfield. Yeah. Um, um, Warpool. Day Callahan went right. Day went well. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of like, boys in there. Um, yeah, oh, Jason Horn Francis. Jason Horn Francis. Zebul. Yeah. Lots Man. of mid prices popped. So why didn't I pick those guys? Yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's not going to happen like that every week. So yeah, I that's guess the it's, interesting. It's up thing. to us in terms of sifting through the players that 
are real and we can expect that moving forward. Yeah, there could be a few people take a, a fall off their high horse this week, yeah, depending know, on how those mid-prices go. Look, my team's actually not too mid-price heavy. I know there are a lot of teams out there and I cautioned this yeah, in the pre Sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't poo-pooing you, yeah, mate. I, I thought you were coming at me. Mate. I was ready to... <laughs> you, put, you went into defensive <laughs> yeah, mode, didn't you? No, did. no, mate, my, team, wait, wait, my, wait, team. my team's good. Um, but I think, I think some people... Look, it could still keep working, mm, but... Mm. Um, Getting off those ones that didn't work, and we, I think we were on the record in the uh, the podcast earlier in the week that we would be trading out Brune. He was an example of those guys that hopefully yeah. you listen to this podcast now that Ooh. maybe you managed to get off if you had you know the luxury to do so. But yep. I think getting off those types of players is important. So yep. um, players such as if we just name a couple of guys, uh, Hunter Clark in the yeah. defense line, um, yep. Tom Powell, I think is someone that I didn't love what we saw in terms of his role. Um, that I might be keen to get on some of those other guys that did pop in the forward line or in the mids. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's a few other guys. Yeah, that there's I'm another forgetting. guy I'm thinking of as well, but I can't recall either. But that's definitely priority number one. I think is like yeah. the, what those fix up trades. The definition of the fix up trade is is getting in the right rookies yep. and then looking to see which of those mid prices don't have the role that you were that's expecting. Right. Yeah. And uh, and doing that. So if if you know that you've got a mid pricer in there and and uh, they stunk it up last week and it was to do with their role. Yep. Out the door, yeah. So I think um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Dom Sheed in that category. No. I don't think he's a failed mid yeah, passer. People have been a little bit harsh on Dom um, Sheed. I think. So look, if if you've got other things or other people that might be of a high priority, I'd be happy yeah. to, to roll again on Sheed, Dom Sheed. Sheed's role was there. Role was there. CBAs, Everything we expected. He just didn't hit the ceiling score that mm. games. Mm. So we'll see how he goes in this week, especially he is okay. back home for the first time this and season. And on, on the flip side of number three, number four is obviously get those those successful mid-prices in. So we've yep. already mentioned this, Setterfield, Day, Tom Green, yeah. Warple. So if you can trade down to them, do so. If, if it requires a little trade up to them potentially, depending on which one of those guys we're talking about, um, make sure that you try and, and prioritise bringing those guys in yep. this round. Yeah. So I would rank them um, Setterfield... Number one, Warpool, number two, Finn Callahan, number three, then a Will Day, and then I would go the forward boys in Zeebel and Horn Francis at the end there. What do you see Setterfield averaging for the season? <sighs> Setterfield's one that I... And maybe it's because I didn't spend enough time researching him in the preseason. I have yep. a tough time labelling uh, average on him. The role, for me, looks solid. It, it looks- does. I, I think I'll conservative, conservatively say 80, 85 to 90 is sort of the range I would think. He okay. could go more than that and go like mid-90s. I think he's going to be mid-90s. That's kind of my feel for him in that role. I just... um. I don't know. There just seems like there's a lot of bodies there in the Essendon midfield and they're not going to be the best team. Like, that you've got... Um, Parish, you've yeah. got Merritt, yeah. you've still got Shield, you've got Setterfield. What's Caldwell doing? Is he going in there yeah, and tagging? tagging. Um, some th- people were calling for Archie Perkins, Ben Hobbs to get some time in there as well. Now, obviously, Setterfield's a lot of, ahead of a lot of those names, but yeah. does that take him from like an eighty percent guy to a sixty-five, sixty percent guy? to get some of those names going through there. How much are they going to be scoring on a regular basis when they're not versing the Hawks? So based on your rankings there, if you rank Setterfield most, does that mean you're thinking... I think he's going to score the best out of those guys. So you're thinking of bringing him in as your trade target this week? I can't because it's not going to make me enough money. Okay. Um, What are you you trying to do? So I'm going to Warple, who's my next ranked guy in those things, to make the cash so I can get Kate Chandler in. So I'm fine with that. Um, if, If, say, you're going... You decided to go Sheed, I think. Did you already say I've that? Got, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be going Sheed down to yeah. Warpool to make okay. that cash. Um, Do you feel good about that? 
Not particularly. I think I think I feel okay in terms of I'm going to make a decent amount of cash this week in terms of my team. My team value should rise pretty good. She's yes, break yeah. even still 65 and Warples is under 30. So you've got a 30-point buffer in terms of how well they score yep. in terms of the same amount of price uh, cash they're going to make. Yep. Um, so I feel safe in that regard. And I also feel like Warple's pretty popular. So I'm jumping on a player that the, you know, the ownership insulates me a little bit there. So yeah, I understand. It's yep. not the most risky move, in my opinion. So I feel a little bit fine with that. Okay. Um, and then sort of the last kind of things that we're trying to be doing is trading out premiums with a role, tra- uh, a role change or poor performing premiums. Yep. If it's the only way for you to make cash, like, for example, a Rory Laird. Now, we were never yeah. starting or advocating starting Laird anyway. No. So, But should we clarify, you're not, you're not trading out every poor performing premium? No, I don't well, think it's, no. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it's um, we're saying you must trade Laird if you had Laird. Oh, no, no, no. Someone no, no. like this Callum like Mills. like last priority. Someone like Callum Mills is a different story, isn't yeah. he? So, I, if you, like, say, um, I don't know if it's a team going to be out there, but if you had Callum Mills and Rory Laird in your side, yeah. I'm trading Callum Mills out first. Yeah, because the role. Um, Laird's role was there. He just had Laird's a Laird's role was there. He just had a stinker. He will lose cash. He's going to come down in cash. Yeah. But um, we'll talk about captains soon. He's still featuring in my captains in, yeah. in the uh, in, in this week. So, um, but the only time I would tick it off is say you do have a Tristan Jerry and you need to find the cash to get up to a Darcy, a Wits, or an English. Yeah. And you and you've missed say a Tom Green or you've missed you some of those those mid prices that look like they're going to pop and you go down from that guy and go up. As yeah. long as you're comfortable with your captain choices and your yeah, options. you still need captains there. There'll be, there'll be some people who are so hot on Laird that might have to slow yeah. it I'll be interested to see because if you spent up with Laird, chances are you don't have many other options. Yeah. You know, you maybe you've got Dunkley. So maybe it's a wait that's and see true. how Dunkley goes on Friday night. That Actually, might give you a bit of clarity. Locker. I hate the rolling lockout, by the way. Yeah, you got to stay switched on, don't you? Oh, I, ha- I hate staying switched on. You know <laughs> that, mate. I want to switch off. Yeah, I know. It sucks. We need also just little um, for the next time. We need to have two beers each because I'm what are we? Yeah, 20, we're, we're, we're twenty five minutes we're, in. We're, it's too hot up here, man. Yeah. Like, you sure? Uh, can I run down? Can you solo it for a sec? <laughs> if you want okay, to, I'm going to yeah. quickly run downstairs. All right, grab some uh, more beers. Mitch, you solo. Go to the next. We'll run through these things. The last thing I'm going to just go through here with our trade targets, and I've had a few questions about this already. But trading out non-playing rookies for playing rookies. So, for example, if you've got a lot of people have asked me about the um, the. Uh, Ruckman, who's been named for Richmond, Samson Ryan, who is obviously one of the favourites of the Ball Boys. He's obviously a basement price rookie. A lot of people are rolling with Max Heath or um, Lockie McAndrew, who are maybe McAndrew might be playing this weekend, but Max Heath definitely isn't. And sidewaysing over that till you get 30 green dots. To me, this is not something you do because, number one, we don't know the job security of these guys who are coming in. We don't know the scoring potential of these guys coming in. And the guy that you're trading out that's a red dot at the moment may come back in soon and you've just sort of wasted a trade. You haven't made any cash in that move or anything like that. So for me, I would not be uh, ticking off sideways trading your rookies just because they're not playing. I was just talking I'm about back. our boy Samson Ryan. We've got I, beers. I didn't, yeah, nice. I didn't hear any of it, but it sounded insightful. Yeah, um, so... Yeah, so we'll remember to bring two beers next time, I think. Okay. That was... Um, the, the best part about this is these are Mitch's beers, so <laughs> yeah. oh, we might bring three next yeah, week, all right. given just, that's just the case. Just keep loading them out. All right, here we go. All right, let's move on to the um, the next segment here, which I think we'll Cash. head down to yeah. the uh, the unveiling of the uh, captain segment oh, here. My goodness. And we've got a little uh, little sound drop. We're going oh, we got a sound bite. We're okay, going okay. with the, uh, the Ball Boys Big Boys. I need a big boy. I need a big boy. Give me 
Oh my goodness. Oh, we need the a big boy. The ball boys, big boys. <laughs> I like it. And now we should. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Should also shout out, this is not our idea. In no, the this is not our idea. So thank you very much. I've forgotten the gent's name off the top you, of my head. YouTube comment, I think. Was it a YouTube I think comment? it was. I, I said that we'll definitely use it. So shout out to to the, the gentleman who suggested the name. It's a, it's a cracker of a name. The Ball Boys, Big Boys, our <laughs> Captain Choices, top 10 Captain Choices for this the weekend. Big boys. And uh, I'll go through them here. And uh, some of them, Doherty does appear on this list. Obviously, he's already played, but yeah. he's not in the top half. I'll give you that spoiler now. So, number and one. You, just just quietly, in terms of uh, your pedigree for captaining. Now, I think you did you have Laird one I last I did time? have Laird no, one. No, okay. So, let's. Yeah. A lot Everyone of pe- had Laird exactly, one. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll let you pass on that. But you actually had Dunkley down the ranks last week for... I think he was six or seven or something yeah, like that yeah. last week. Yeah. And a few people kind of contested that, um, saying that perhaps, you know, Dunkley, but... Um, just his, his pedigree would have shown through, so... Yeah, but the Port Adelaide restricted the scoring. Pick, I, had, I think I had uh, Clayton Oliver, number two, scored 120 on the okay. weekend, so... Mate, so you got some pedigree here, eh? Well, one of one. <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> one. Wait, mate, I'm ready to write in the books. It's done. <laughs> yeah. You're the new captain aficionado. Yeah, we'll see how we go. I'm coming for you, uh, Calvinator. Um, but yeah, so here's the, the ball boys big... Big boys uh, rankings list top ten. Number one, I've got Andrew Brayshaw, who did not appear on our list last week mm. because we were worried about the tag. Didn't come, but didn't come. Went to uh, uh, Caleb Sarong, so scored Weird. a one fourteen. And I think are they playing at Optus this weekend? I have to double check that. I think they might have been away last weekend. Uh, yes, playing at Optus against the Kangaroos. Just seems like a matchup made in heaven it for does, a player like Brayshaw. That seems juicy. Um, yes. So back home in the West, Saturday night, um, the Kangaroos are not known to be a very restrictive team. No. So I think that if you are, if you have Brayshaw, who you know is in twenty five percent of teams, I think that he is an excellent fallback option on that Saturday night. And I feel pretty safe about whacking the sea on him. Number two again, second time in a row, Clayton mm. Oliver. He's just a picture of consistency. He's isn't he? so reliable. Like mm. I always feel very safe just having a, a yeah. Clary C on him because even if he like does get tagged, like there's not really many players that can run with a Clayton Oliver. I think he only had one score below eighty last season. Um, just yeah. super super consistent. That Friday night game should be uh, well. The tonight's game should be yeah. a good one. And he. A player like Clayton Oliver could potentially score really well. Potentially muggy, slippery conditions up here in Brisbane. Yep, contested. Exactly. If the game stays contested, he's going to get his tackles. He's going to get in and under. He's going to get all the things that he loves to do. Um, Is he the potential for some people to be a VC? 
Yeah, yeah, he is definitely a potential VC. So again, I, the way I like to do it, I'll just take my 10 and my top two in that list, whoever plays first is my VC, whoever yep. plays second is my C. So Well, that, that'll depend when your loop is. I know St. Kilda yeah. are so playing. Yeah, so like St. Kilda are playing Saturday night. Um, some people have the Sydney Ruckman, who is actually named as... He's on the extended bench at the moment. So oh, spicy. Make sure you stay tuned to see if he is playing. Um, <laughs> but those of you with the Ruckman from Sydney, he is... Saturday night, so you can definitely loop that game. Uh, number three, this is where I've got uh, the disappointment from last weekend, Rory Laird. He has to bounce back, doesn't he? He has to. Against Richmond it, in Adelaide. I know, apparently some people are saying he doesn't have the best record against Richmond. I, How does he not have the best record? Rich, yeah, everyone loves playing Richmond. Weird, right? Like, we're not going to tag him, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of the emphasis last week was on the lack of tackle numbers particularly on the Adelaide side. So I think they're going to be looking to try to correct that and make it a bit more of a okay. multiple Contested. stoppage game. Yeah. Um, well, that so plays I think into his hands. Rory Laird, look, it would be, he would have been maybe higher yeah. if it wasn't for last weekend. I'm a little bit nervous, but I still think it's Rory Laird. He's going to bounce back. He'll be fine. There's a lot of talk about his performance as well. And when there's chatter about you playing poorly, yeah. it's the player usually comes back out and, and smashes it. I would agree with that. It, it would be monstrous AFL fantasy news if if he were to come out and go sub 100 again. Yeah, would you agree? It would, like it it would, would be very... Uh, it'd be... I mean, for us non-owners, we'd still be getting pretty we'd be, We'd be sitting pretty. I'm just wanna, I just want to look at the temperature, actually, over in Adelaide because a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the talk was that he was... It was finding it a bit hot. So, a maximum of 26 degrees. Surely that's not too hot God, for they, Rory Laird. God, they got it easy down south. Yeah. Mate, we, that seems we, very comfortable. We Overcast. Battle, we yeah. battle through 34 degrees. Oh, it's I'm, like there's nothing up here. I'm straight dripping here. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, under the lights over yeah. here. So, no, so Rory Laird, I'm, I'm keen to... Be, I think he'll bounce back. So he plays on the Saturday afternoon. So if you do have Heath, you could even VC him. I know uh, I think Calvin was saying that that's his plan. Who led him? Um, yeah, so he yeah, plays right. before... He should be done in time before that St. Kilda game okay. starts. Yep. Number four, and this is going to be my VC. Is it going to be your VC as well? Yeah. Yep. It's the most so you, likely you didn't option. Go the, didn't go the dockety? No, I didn't go dockety. So number four <laughs> is Josh Dunkley. Again, another player with a poor performance last week. I have every expectation that he's going to bounce back yeah, this in front week. of his new home crowd. In front of the new home crowd. A lot of chat about how poorly the Lions played, how yeah. low uh, disposals they had. Yeah. Um, I think that he still had 10 tackles last week. So yeah. the efforts there, if Brisbane gets on top of the ball more, has more possession, Um you know, we saw the dogs. A lot of players went ninety plus, hundred plus against Melbourne yep. last week. Even in a loss, there's a lot yeah. of pressure on Brisbane this week. I think Dunkley is a excellent VC with a high ceiling. So, yeah, I'm uh, not going to get to watch it either. I'm being a bit of a trader, actually. No, I, you're trading codes. Well, I'm not trading codes, but no. a couple of the boys from work have invited me to go watch the Broncos. It's Broncos Dolphins. It's a big matchup this weekend. In the so NRLs. Brisbane is going to be ablaze with it. Uh, actually, will be yeah. fans yeah. everywhere. Yeah, so. uh, I didn't realise that they were both on. Um, Ten minutes apart, night. start yeah. times. Yeah, so, so, very big night here in Brizzy, and we're going to be getting amongst it. Number five here, Timmy Taranto. Um, I think that he's going to be very good against Adelaide. If Adelaide are going to try and make this a more contested, repeat stoppage kind of a game, that falls right into the hands of a Timmy T. Yep. Um, was my second highest averaging player in my side last week. In a lot of people's sides, he might have yeah. been the top scorer for your side. So, he's off to a good start. Um, you'd expect against Adelaide, easier team to score against. Yep. Um, even in Adelaide, I think he's got some really good numbers uh, history. I think I, I researched that he hasn't gone under ninety since his rookie season. I think which was his first game against yeah. them. So uh, I was I, I was a bit shook by Timmy Taranto on the weekend. Like I, I 
having only played the one year, I really didn't see the best of him last year. And then just just how he's just sneaky good at accumulating yeah. fantasy points. Absolutely. How you, you look you look at the game, you think, oh, he's playing all right, and then you look down, hang on, you know, he's got sixty at half time, mm. and he just didn't even look like he he had to try to get there. So yeah. I think he's a pretty good captaincy choice. You had him captain his draft last week as well. I did, and it worked out pretty well. I've got so him captain again this yeah, week. You're gonna so, go double, yeah, you're going to go back to going back to the well there. Uh, yep. Number six, and I had this one and Timmy T at five close. Okay. So open to interpretation if people want to disagree with me in the comments. I've got Jack Steele at number six. He, apparently, he's got some really good numbers against the Bulldogs. Um, I'm just a little concerned about the game style of St. Kilda and, you know, they're, they're handball happy, trying to rush the ball on. Uh, they got a win in Frio. I don't know if they're going to get a win against the Bulldogs. It is at Marvel. Um, which I think they played against their uh, played there last week, but I still think he's going to be a gun. Yeah, but I just have a few other options ahead of him. I'm for my team. I've got Steele and Taranto. I'm still undecided where I go. I've got the ranks here at the moment, but they're quite close in my okay. opinion. What What are your thoughts on a Jack Steele versus Tim Taranto? Yeah, what we over the last two weeks, what we've seen with Steele has it's not been concerning. Concerning might be a strong word, but it just doesn't look like the. Jack Steele that we you know were used to mm. a, a couple of years ago in terms of just that like absolute piggery. Um, I mean, he I still, still was the top scorer for Saints. He was weekend. in what was a low scoring game for Saints players yeah, overall. Frio bloody kept the ball in their hands the but, whole time. But this around. is this is part of the problem is that yeah. okay, well St Kilda were a low scoring fantasy team on the weekend, but they won. Yeah, they did. It worked, didn't it? Do you know it? what I mean? So, so if, yeah. if you're constricted to a low score and you got pumped, then you go, okay, well, when they play better, those scores will come yeah. up. But when you actually... Sorry, I've just dropped my bloody lid on my beer. Um, when you play well yeah. and you score low, then it's, it's it question marks. So, so, yeah, I sort of think that Steele may be as funny as it sounds. I never thought I'd say this, but I think his floor is a little bit lower than a player like Taranto. Yeah, his okay. ceiling might still be really high because yeah. he can put it all together and hit all those categories and stat lines, but he really saved his score to get to that 100 last week. Um, you know, we were cheering that last couple of marks we on the yeah, end yeah, there. I so for you. Yep. Um, I have Taranto just a smidge ahead at this stage. Um, and then number seven, Zach Merritt. I think he made his way to over 100 even with a tag in the first half, junked it up in the second half to get there. Yep. Against the Suns this weekend, you wouldn't think that there's a tag coming uh, in Marvel. The Suns looked pretty awful last week against the Sydney Swans. So I think that he is someone that you can expect a decent score from. Yep. And Happy putting a C on here. And, and this is where at number eight, and I haven't edited this um, since last night. You're still going Doherty at eight, mate. Doherty, I did have locked in at number eight. <laughs> so, um, again, back to that tweet. You got no idea, mate. You didn't watch last night's game or something. Personally, I had him a little bit further down the list. Um, I would expect most people to have a Dunkley and a Taranto. So, look... Some people might disagree with me, and that's fair. I just yeah, think yeah, that there's the conversation is lacking a little bit in other options than a Doherty as your VC. It just seems like everyone's that's just the automatic answer because he plays Thursday night, whereas a Dunkley on Friday night I think was a, in my opinion, a better option. That could have been wrong. It you know Dunkley still might come out and not do well, um, but I just think the conversation needs to be a little bit more more there, and people need to. I know people like getting those early VCs out of the way and kicking their feet up, but sometimes if you want to be do well, I think chasing the best option is uh, sometimes means going into that Friday night, sometimes even during to, to the Saturday to get that VC uh, happening. Yep. Number nine, Callum Mills against the Hawks. I think that 
despite his poor role and flexibility Hawks, role, it's the Hawks. And I yeah. think that he's the kind of player that can absolutely dominate them. I think last year against the Hawks was when I traded him in. He's got his 160. That was a good trade. They're probably going to be tagging someone like a Chad Warner. I think is probably the likely player that a uh, Finn McGinnis goes to. And so Callum Mills should then have his uh, ability to run free. Yeah, it's a, it's all roll with him. But I agree. Um, you know, if there's people that want to speculate a little bit, then the Hawks are a good uh, good team to speculate against. Yep. And this tenth spot is um, someone. Uh, it's it's going to correct be... your typo. Or? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, I saw you reaching <laughs> for the keyboard. Eh? Um, I was like, He's going to beat me to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> this could be two players, and I'm undecided as to who it is. But I've got I've got Bailey Smith there at number ten. It could also be a Bontempelli. We do know that a Windhager and a Bytel are, are both not on this team. I think yep. Windhager might be the sub potentially, but okay. Hopefully, that means no tags. Yeah. That that game. So a player like. Bailey Smith, I don't think, will get tagged anyway. No, um, but I think that they should bounce back against a poorer side in St. Kilda. Lots of marks went to Frio last week. So yep. if the Bulldogs get back into their sharing... And also, Adam Trelaw is out. So I think those <laughs> midfielders for the Dogs uh, should see an uptick in their scoring. Yeah, they'll be going to work, um, hopefully. So I think that he is someone, if you don't have any of those other options ahead, uh, or, or one of them flop, you can go with a Bailey Smith on a Saturday night. These beers are coming back up on me. Eh? I'm having a few deep breaths over here. <laughs> Don't bourbon to the probably market, get, Probably got some red eyes going on there as well. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a couple of players that we didn't mention. Took Miller. I think there's a very clear tag risk there against um, Essendon, yep. who have been known to tag in the past. Lockie Neal's tag risk. Uh, one of the few times that Melbourne do tag is against Brisbane Lions when they send someone uh, to a Lockie Neal. They've done it a few times in the past. Uh, LDU, just think for is a tougher matchup. Errol Goulden, I think, will go well against Hawthorne, but there's a little bit of an injury concern. There's a few whispers that Errol Goulden might get up this not might not get up this week. Don't even talk to me about it, Mitch. I don't want to hear it. So stay peeled well, for that one. Actually, I know. Uh, wait, well, okay. Let, well, let's entertain the idea. We yeah. may as well. We, you know, we Goulden gets Goulden gets dropped. Okay, where where do I go? Tell me what I do, Mitch. Well, I, I actually had then a thought I, about this. I, jelly, I had a thought I? about this before. I'm thinking of you. Instead of maybe going jelly to green, do you go jelly to cogs? Put cogs into your forward line. Loop Hollands because <laughs> you'd have an Alwyn Davy on your on your bench. Right? You got a better fantasy mind than me. Hey, my brain's just like because then you cooked. could put then you could put yeah you could loop um, Hollands. Put yeah. cogs into your forward line. Yeah, and that way. So, so yeah. Okay. Oh, well, then how would... Oh, no, so so you put Goulden into your midfield. Yeah, so that's, you, what I was, that's keep, what I was like. You keep Goulden, put Cogs into your forward line. So then Kelly you're looping Hollands, you get a 77. Yeah. And then you get a Cogs. The only question I mark I had there is that does that still give you enough money to get to a Sean Darcy or a Jared Witts? I'd have to play around with it, wouldn't I? Yeah, so that's yeah. that's an option. So if, okay. if someone was to do that and they have the Goulden 77, yeah. they went to... If they didn't have a Cogs or they didn't have yeah. one of those other... Key forwards, yeah, they could go. They there. could do that and then loop that score because most people would have like a Philippou or an Alwyn Davy on the bench, or yes, yeah. or someone like that that they can swing into their midfield. So, God, um, I hope that doesn't happen. But fingers crossed. I mean, yeah. it's just whispers at this point. Um, yes. We will see uh, by the time this podcast comes out. You might even yeah, might even know the know. answer. So. Yeah. 
that will do it for the uh, the first instalment of the Ball Boys uh, Big Boys. You know what we've been meaning to talk about yes. and, and haven't yet is uh, our mate Guesty. Yes, we should mention that. I, I keep forgetting. So yeah. uh, we want to give a shout out to Tim Guest of the uh, Ball Boys. Uh, sorry, not the Ball Boys. <laughs> <laughs> He's right of the Ball Boys, mate. Uh, uh, part of the uh, AFL Fantasy uh, Fanatics and he's invited us and 18 other coaches mm. to the AFL Fantasy Creators Cup. And uh, so 20 coaches. Yep. Head-to-head, classic teams. It's um, mouth-watering, hey? Yeah, so I think at the end of the season, the winner How has... How are you going after round one? I, are you... I was the fourth-highest-scoring coach but of that one. Stato, didn't but you But I versed Stato, so I'm 0-1. Yeah. So he was yeah. the number one scoring player. So uh, I'm 0-1 at the moment. This week, I'm going up against Bales, our good friend Bales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nice. I think, I think I you're up against I, uh, I'm you're up against Xavier. Xavier oh, Ellis. am I? Okay, so, easy win there. Yeah. <laughs> walk up Sorry, Zay. I'm sure Zave doesn't listen to us. But yeah, I don't think he listens. Nah. Mean, if he does, but shout w- out to you, Xavier. What, uh, what guess he's doing there is is that he's um, actually, he and his company, uh, Infinite Wealth, have yes. committed uh, $5,000 to the winner of that competition yep. to be donated to the charity of their choice. So um, it's, uh, it's for a good cause and, and I mean, I'm just absolutely oh, um, we're just flattered to, to be, be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, like, the traders are in here, some of the hot chat boys, yeah, to, you know, look, pod pod boys are all in there. If so. I said to you a couple of months ago we'd be doing that, like we... Oh, you'd pinch yourself. Exactly. Like, yeah, absolutely. So, so. so such an awesome um, initiative, I suppose, from from Guesty there and his company, Infinite Wealth. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't checked out Infinite Wealth, it's it's sort of financial advice yep. and, and that kind of thing. So easy Google and, uh, yeah, get in touch with, uh, with Guesty and, and yeah, his company absolutely. there. So. Um, is it all right if my charity is your fantasy team? Is that like- <laughs> <laughs> wow? How long you, did you write that one down? Or I, I've, I've been saving that one a little bit. <laughs> it might be, mate. We'll see. Oh, how yeah. we go. Oh, hopefully not after this week. So uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's all up from here, mate. But I'm coming for you this week, Bales. We've got Ooh. you. And uh, the Doherty was, 79 oh, was a unique. So hopefully that that puts me in a I wonder good position. If, I wonder if Bales is holding lead. He, well, I think he is at this he's stage. Holding, so, he said yeah, that, okay. He thinks he's holding lead. So I, I'm, I reckon that's probably going to be his fallback <laughs> captain option, which might be a. A bit of a nervous wait based on last oh. week's score, so uh, we'll see how we go. We've got to go lock our trades in now after two beers. I'm, I'm going to be licking the floor yeah, and careful. not making don't, good trades. Don't, don't, make, don't make too many moves. <laughs> All right, just to finish off the uh, podcast here, we've just got a couple of questions that I'm going to throw your way Ooh, here. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Luke, some people have asked some questions. So I did touch on this before, but we'll get your thoughts. How yep. do you feel about Samson Ryan's job security and is it worth bringing in, him in to have 30 green dots on your team? My... Answers no. Samson Ryan is obviously very highly rated at Richmond, so he's a little bit of a running gag in he's, kind of amongst he's us. He's a bit of a joke at our yeah, yeah, around here. So. He's a bit of a joke, but um, he's obviously very, very highly rated. So I think over the next couple of years, this year even, Richmond are very much going to try and get yeah, him into yeah. the fold and have him playing regular footy. I don't think he's the kind of guy that you'd sacrifice that loop option for so, early yeah. in the season. No. So so it's not necessarily about not going to Samson Ryan because of job security, but it's it's more so a no for me because I want the loop option early in the season. Yeah, exactly. I think the the loop is a very valuable thing for us to have. So yeah. if you have a non-playing Well, people uh, have seen that last option. night. Yeah, that last exactly, night. yeah. People so, would be having to take Doherty yeah, if they so, weren't captain there. Yeah, so. exactly. So if you, if you have that non-playing uh, ruck, I think it's something that you can... You can easily use a lot, and I think that that's worth more, especially because if you're trying to get 30 green dots, that means you're trading over a guy who isn't playing, who's a 200k rook, over to another 200k rook. Like it's not making any cash. Um, Chances are, look, I don't think his job security is amazing. Um, I think he could play patches, you know, week here, week there. 
depending yeah. on the matchup. Yeah, I think so too. So and to be honest, it's probably. One I don't year. think his scoring is going to be very good for fantasy either. Yeah, people people may be fooled by the fact that he came out and popped out like a forty point quarter or something in a practice yeah, game. Yeah, but the last full game he played, he he did score a negative one. Um, so and that was a full game, Luke. Yeah, no, it. it <laughs> that was uh, before the sub rule. So look, I don't think it's something that I uh, no, don't, would, don't go there I would just recommend. Yet. Uh, next question here: Who yep. is our lowest owned player? That we both have on field, and I think it might be the same for both of us. Well, it was Jerry. <laughs> I think it still is. I got to make my trade. It was Tristan Jerry, but let's say you're trading him now after okay. trades. Who yep. is yours? I think it might be the same for both of us. For me, it's Bailey Smith, who is owned in five point five seven percent of teams, just etching out LDU, who is at six percent. So. Yeah, Bailey I, Smith is my lowest owned player, and I'm I pretty happy with that. You know, I think that's a high upside pod that uh, could go my way. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I think uh, I haven't looked closely at the ownership percentage for everyone, but I, I'd imagine. I'd it's say the same. I'd I say that it might be the same. I got a you know solidarity with the mullet, so yeah. yeah. I actually, I got the mullet tucked up at the moment. Actually. Yeah, you're hiding the mullet. Not not, not loud and proud. It's smelly at the minute. Hey, um, this uh, Jack is <clears throat> trading Josh Kelly this week for someone priced under 875k. Would you go straight up? T- to the top like Cogs. He already has green. Uh, leave me with no money next week or will you go to a mid-price and bank some cash for next week uh, as he is a Tanner Bruin owner. So he's obviously going to have to fix that up next week. Okay. I... Well, the I fact think... that he has to fix something up, maybe there's the bank of the cash, but then I know you don't like... I don't like to You don't like the bank, cash. do you? Okay, yeah. what, what do you think? What do you think? Well, the risk of banking cash. Well, one, I always feel like, especially yeah. this time of the year, when you've got cash on the on the, in the bank, you're not converting. The cash is points, right? You think that if if you've got cash sitting on the on the sideline, if it's not something. Well. It's not something that you necessarily like. For for the most part, the the more you know, the better players are priced more, so you're going to score yeah. more points. So I think in this case, I'd be leading to a player like Cogs, especially again if Errol Goulden is named out of the side. So yeah. I'd be going that way okay. and. Finding another creative way next week. You might have another injury that allows you to get a cash next week to get Bruin up to something. Let it go, um, Cogs, and your forward line's almost done, eh? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, weird I mean, in round that, two to that, have a complete And that can open line. up some DPP. It might allow you to go Bruin to a Warpool. It might allow you to go uh, Bruin to a Finn Callahan. So you'll yeah. have way more options after that trade is done. So yeah. for me, I'd be going to the top and, and trying to score well this week and... Uh, figuring out the rest later yeah, would okay. be the way I'd go. I'll piggyback on that. Your advice is pretty good most times. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Actually, I need an apology on you on, on Holland's what? there when you, you were you were telling me that I, I stitched oh, you up and yeah, put yeah, Holland's yeah. on your field. No, nah, sorry. And then I was cheering for him last night. No, you did the right <laughs> thing. Holland's, Holland's yeah. is my boy now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple more questions in here. Okay, what do you got? Um, so, uh, with this person is, uh, would you be trading Laird to Green? Is it a good option? Cash grab and hopefully be able to upgrade some other other stuff in the defense soon. If you've got um, nothing to fix up, I don't mind it. I, or would the, you go the, to someone But he says at the end of, here where he says, cash grab and hopefully be able to upgrade some other stuff in defense soon. Okay. Tells me that he's probably he's keeping cash. the cash. Okay, so so, so I wouldn't take that off. So if it's something that you're using this week, so Laird down to green makes you a lot of cash. It it makes you more than what you'd need to fix you're Chandler. Like three or nearly like 250k basically. people, so people who are going down from Laird this week are likely, unless they've got a fix, like unless they've got an injury, are likely going down to then just bring in Chandler as the other priority. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing is that. Too, it, no. too much money to just be yeah. bringing in Chandler. Isn't if, it? if you're using that cash this week and you're making an upgrade or a structure change, yeah. That's okay, in my opinion, but I wouldn't just be pocketing the cash because there's every chance that Leia's going to come out yeah. 
120. I'd be shook if he the hardest part about getting like you've got lead in your team. Like it is way harder to get lead in at some point than it is to just start with him. So just don't give yourself that headache that you avoided yourself having earlier in the season. Exactly, you started by starting with him. You know you're gonna have to bring him back in. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. His I know some people have said this before. I don't know if it's exactly the right way to think about it, but um, his price only really matters to you, to your team, if you trade him out and if you trade him back in. Because so, you lock in that, that loss. That's right. Exactly. So right now you've paid that. It's like that. the share market, mate. Yeah, it's the, we're, just, we're just investors over uh, here. You're yeah. not wrong. The, the Ball Boys Finance Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's I'll, go. I don't want to be in, in charge of people's fantasy teams, let alone their, their finances. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Two beers and we're telling people what to do with their money. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not too uh, keen on that. Let's go. Uh, one more uh, question here. So this player, Mitch here, uh, nice name there, Mitch. Um, going Must Jones. Be a fuck whip. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, that was heavy. Fired at Mitch that over was real here. heavy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but going Jones to Chandler, considering trading Laird to avoid so much cast. Another Laird question. Say it again. Here. Sorry. So he's going to Jones. Jones to Chandler. Who who would Jones be? Oh, is that Liam Jones from the Dogs? Uh, maybe it is. Hey, I was um, on Jones. Who? who was named, actually. Okay, so, let's go with it. So um, considering trading Laird to avoid losing so much cash, we only, he's what, given his team, basically, here. any other players he should look at moving on. So looking at his team here, so the players that I'll highlight, uh, he's got McKenna here, yeah, which is potentially someone that you... I'm not sure I'd be super psyched about that. No. Cheesy Dave. There's no one else in here that I think really... Needs to go. Needs to go. You've got a couple of different options in Doc, Smith, and Dunkley as captain options. So in did this case... Led, did you say Laird down? Could you potentially, instead of getting Chandler, could you go Laird down to someone to turn McKenna into like Day? It would be a big cash I don't grab. know if I'd do Day this week with the Sydney matchup. Okay, so you're looking purely at matchup there. Yeah. McKenna, to me, stands out as one that I'm like, ugh. Not sure. Yeah, I'm not not super psyched, but then again, it's, really the defense Chandler. is tough. Like maybe maybe McKenna become becomes Bose or something like that next week, or Yo when he comes back. Um, yeah, okay. He, he'll do all right. It. It's a you decent matchup against Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. Sit Look, on that. Get it. Get to Chandler. I'd take this off if you. <sighs> You got to give good advice to Mitch, mate. Yeah, yeah. Don't screw Mitch I'm, around. I feel like I'm backtracking on my on what I said before. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Mitch you've got you've got a process. Doc Day. Uh, sorry, sorry, he's already got Will Day, so he's got Day at D two. Oh, he's got Day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so was... it's a pretty thin backline. So maybe with a bit of DPP action, you could get led to a, a decent defender and maybe go someone like a uh, a sick dog or something like that, and just balance out your team a little bit more. Maybe he's got Hollands on the bench here, so. I don't know if he's um, able, to, able to use that emergency score. Maybe that might be the only time that I would do that just to balance out your team a little bit more. But otherwise, I okay. think, it, 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 unless it's something that's really glaring, I'd probably just hold on to Laird in that situation because it doesn't seem like you've got anything glaring to fix up. Yeah, Laird's going to go all right. Yeah, but in summary, Mitch, number three, sorry for not captain. answering your question. What? Yeah, sorry, number, Mitch. He is your number three. No, no, not captain. Ball boys, big boys. Number three, big boy. <laughs> we, don't look me in the eyes and say big boy, mate. I won't have it. Number three, big boy. Oh, he's looking everyone in the eye now. <laughs> Straight down so the So we've got to get out of the habit. No captains anymore. They're no, just the yeah, big boys. Just the big boys. Okay. okay. And I'm going to make a little like uh, spicy, uh, what's it called? Like graphic, graphic. for yeah, the it'll, YouTube it'll be, people. It'll be, maybe not in this video, but later. It'll be sitting right I've got to be careful so. Googling images of big boys. I think I <laughs> yeah. might uh, get well, I, had to, I had to Google that bloody sound drop and I was like, this is going to be terrible. My bloody yeah, search history. history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my algorithm is going to mess me up. <laughs> 
That will do it for us today, guys. Um, good luck with your round two trades. Hope they all fly for you. Good luck with your round two captains. And uh, let us know down in the comments below if you like the set, guys. If you have any other further questions before the lockout tonight and any other sun, games. Sun and, uh, We've got to sort these windows out. Yeah, They're no good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it sorted. But <laughs> let us know how you guys go after the round, and we will see you guys next time. Laters. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.